You're listening to a Roddenberry podcast. Remember yesterday's 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea episode when we teased a whale of a tale? Well, I'm pleased to talk about 1916's version of 20,000 Leagues. I'm Norman Lau, and this is Sci-Fi 5 for December 24th. When you're writing an adaptation of a novel, usually the most important thing to do is include the plot. Writer and director Stuart Payton did do that, but only as an entry point to the adventures of Captain Nemo and his wondrous submarine, the Nautilus. It really seems that either Payton didn't think there was enough meat to Jules Verne's original serial about the rampaging submarine, or else Payton was sensitive to actual rampaging submarines that were sinking warships as World War I raged on. The story is more an adaptation of Jules Verne's sequel to 20,000 Leagues titled The Mysterious Island. During the American Civil War, Professor Aronnax and Ned Land's ship get sunk by the Nautilus, a submarine that had been presumed to be a sea monster. The sub's captain is none other than Nemo, an Indian character with a hatred for the British imperialism who seeks revenge on the man who killed his family. He is unfortunately played by a white actor in brown face, but is still about 9,000 times more Indian than James Mason. This portrayal of Nemo is more benevolent than his Disney counterpart, prone to rescuing people in danger. He welcomes the protagonists on board, first as prisoners, then as guests, and finally as background extras. Professor Aronnax and Ned Land vanish from the plot by the 40-minute mark. The remaining time focuses on the revenge that Nemo has traveled 20,000 leagues, roughly twice around the world to get, and what happens when a yacht owned by the man Nemo has sought, an errant hot air balloon with Union soldiers on it, and the Nautilus all converge on a mysterious island that is home to a feral woman. The adaptation does not shy away from the serial origins of Jules Verne's writings, making for an episodic story with strangely placed flashbacks. 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea had its first screening on December 24th, after a year and a half of shooting. It was tremendously expensive to make, at reportedly $500,000, which inflation-wise is $12,749,908.26 in modern valuation. But, reportedly, it's the number one box office draw of 1916, and an early success for the Universal Film Manufacturing Company, now known as Universal Pictures. The movie's popularity could be due to the novelty of a movie that ran for nearly an hour and a half, which was almost unheard of outside of serials. Or it could be because it was the first non-whimsical adaptation of Jules Verne. Or, more likely, the big draw is that it's the first film to be shot underwater. The movie is so proud of this fact that footage of the two brothers who devised the technology is featured in the opening credits, maybe the first and last time that cameramen have been given that much acknowledgement. In 1916, very few people had seen the bottom of the ocean, but the cameraman brothers George and Ernest Williamson had devised a way to drop a 6-foot, 4-ton airtight steel sphere containing cameras down a collapsible watertight tube to film the aquatic depths. This made the adventure seem more real because actual men in diving suits were actually walking on the ocean floor, and it makes Nemo fighting a 30-foot octopus feel more real. 
The underwater photography allowed the movie to have a show-stopping six-minute sequence, as Nemo points out the various life in his underwater garden. As Nemo says, we gaze on scenes which you might think God never intended us to see. Another trick that made the underwater photography possible was taking the production to the Bahamas, where the ocean is startlingly clear. Richard Fleischer shot his version of the story in the same spot for this same reason, and not at all because it's a great vacation spot, I'm sure. This has been 5 Minutes of Science Fiction History, your daily Sci-Fi 5 for December 24th. Sci-Fi 5 is produced by Roddenberry Entertainment, executive producer Rod Roddenberry. This is a Roddenberry podcast. For more great podcasts, visit podcast.roddenberry.com.